podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end, recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and as always, I am joined by my lovely, lovely, lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, buddy? Not much. I, I'm I'm very happy to be back uh, to our regular show, our uh, non-Patreon audience. As you know, as much as I believe every LTS listener should become a patron, um, I, I'm I'm glad to be in front of our, like we just said, our base audience. This is yes. our base. You know, this is the the season of politics. This is our base. So yes, I, I mean, look. So so we usually start podcasting earlier in the season uh, than we are right now. It's kind of hard to believe that it's August because I feel like we, uh, like like I don't feel the fantasy football like energy like no. I have in the past at all. I don't. No, no, no. It feels different. It feels a lot different. So because of that, we're behind. Um, I mean, look, there's a lot of stuff that's been going on with uh the pandemic and us just trying to get our ish together. Uh, you know, individually. Um, mm-hmm. and and with everything. I mean, I have kids at home or kids i have kids. a kid at home i have one i have my dog too uh but i have a two-year-old at home now because avery just turned two i have a two-year-old denny man a very cute two-year-old if i do say so and by the way I, I say she's cute and and i will add that she looks just like you a carbon copy right denny is calling me cute ladies I am. and gentlemen I, I am i'm not no i'm 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 not uh shy at all to say that when jj posts a picture of of him and his family and his daughter it's uh, unbelievable the re- the resemblance. I mean, I know that all babies kind of look like their dads. I think that's like an evolutionary thing. Yeah, well, I've um, I've read I've read that it it's it's one of those things where uh, it is. I've read that it's evolutionary because they don't want their you know it's it's like you don't want your dad to leave you kind of thing. Yeah, because you have a much better chance of surviving out in the wild with two people, you know, mm-hmm. looking after you rather than the one. Right. And 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 also obviously the dad is better. Um, the but. <laughs> stronger smarter you know but uh, you know beyond that god my wife's gonna kill me um uh but yeah no she she looks like you know even even with her funny two-year-old smile that uh, oh that, my like, gosh smile is that a thing that's ever gonna go away does that go away because my so guys just so you guys know whenever we say for her to smile it's it's the biggest cheesiest because like mm-hmm. when i smile i mean i'm sure a lot of you have seen pictures of me before but when I smile, I sort of get like my eyes look like they're closing. You know, I don't mm-hmm. have very like wide eyes when I smile. And it's sort of like a family, like my mom's side of the family all kind of look like that. Right. And Avery has that too. So when she's smiling, we say smile, you know, say cheese. And then she'll say cheese and, and look at the, <laughs> the, the phone and the camera. And but when she does it, she's sort of like looking up in the air and like like she's got this giant her, her mouth is just like giant on her yeah. face yeah. and you can see all her teeth. But her, her eyes are essentially closed. When does that like when does it become a real smile? Yeah, uh, I mean, for my kids, it, it probably around three, maybe four, because at that point they stop doing the like facsimile of a smile, you know, because that, that's that, what they're doing is like is like, how do people do a smile? Oh, it's something like this. You know, right, and they and right. they they contort their faces. It's it's very 
uh, weird looking thing. If an adult did it, you you would run screaming from the room. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, it, it looks yeah. like it looks like a horror movie if an adult is doing it. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's not it's not a very pleasant thing. And I always you know I I I, I love I love posting photos of her then and just uh, just rem- you know, making a, a comment about how she still just cannot smile like a normal person. It's like she's she's done so well in, you know, she can say her ABCs and she's doing really well cognitively and physically. I mean, there's a video of her riding that scooter and I'm very proud of her. But man, she is so bad at smiling. Right, right. You want to go to her teacher and, you know, I mean, like I felt the same way about both of my kids. You know, you want to go to the teacher and be like, look, the kid's doing really well. But the smile is really effed. How do I fix that? Yeah, like, what do I do about the smile? Why is well, this happening this way? Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I I totally uh, get it. But I think that they're just like imitating like like a smile, but like a genuine. Sometimes you can get a genuine picture of, yes. of, a, of a real smile, and it looks it's amazing. On it is know, amazing because it's like a unicorn. I mean, it's 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 a very it's a rarity. But I also is. think like. If if she's if she's mimicking a smile that she sees, that means she, like, do, do I look like that? When I smile? Like, <laughs> no, you don't look like the Joker when you smile. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, I, that's that's basically been my my quarantine life. Is I I have my wife cutting my hair now, which is something. All right. Uh, my my daughter is with us at all times because my wife and I are both working from home, mm. uh, which is going to be really fun during football mm. season. Uh, and then. I mean, we're very much the the people. I mean, we're okay with staying within our boundaries in our house and not mm-hmm. really going out that much. It doesn't really bother us that much. I understand the privilege in saying that. I'm just saying that that side of things, you know, it's it's easy for us to not have to be like overly social. Um, you know, sometimes right. we leave my mom's basement, is what I'm saying. <laughs> the, the fantasy football home. Uh, I mean, you you though mom's you though, Denny, your your hair. It's mm-hmm. not even hockey right. hair anymore. It's it's no. like it, it's it's full blown Fabio. Yeah, no, it's it's a uh, crazy. I mean, it's gotten to the point where it's it, it looks crazy. It feels crazy. Uh, I actually uh, was thinking about cutting it. Uh, I know that half the audience will be relieved uh, that I'm cutting it. The other half will be horrified. I mean, that some people they call it the lion's mane, you know. And and, yeah. and I don't I, and I I don't I don't hate that. It makes me feel pretty good about the way it looks. But it's a lot of work. Can I tell you how how different it is to shampoo my hair uh, after not getting it cut for ten months? Interesting. I, I haven't really thought about that. It, can you can you expound forever. on that idea? It takes forever. It takes two pumps of the shampoo. I have to use two whole handfuls of shampoo, whereas before I used half half of, half a pump, half a handful uh, to, to wash my whole head. Is it the result of like you not you you feeling like you didn't get it all through your hair, or you just know that you can only cover part of your hair with the one pump? I mean, it feels honestly, it feels like because um, I'll start with the front, and when I'm done with the one pump of shampoo, it feels like there's nothing left to spread to the enormous back of my hair. You, I'm, I'm showing JJ right now. You know all that. That's a so, lot. That's yeah. a lot. It's crazy. And, and, and so I, you know, so anyway, my shampoo budget has gone through the roof. I'm going to need the patrons to step up, uh, on that front. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I haven't had it. I'm, I'm going to get a haircut. I think it's September, okay. which will be one year. Uh, but how, how are you liking your wife's haircuts? Well, I'm kind of nervous because, mm-hmm. uh, she's been doing an eight on the top and a two on the side. So it's mm-hmm. very crew, crew cut esque. Um, 
And I, you know, I don't generally, I, I like, you know, maybe back five, 10 years ago, I would do that frequently cause I just didn't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like it a little bit longer on the top. So my thing is, you know, our, our, the season's about to start. I'm going to be doing more video work. I have the TV show more ways to win for FanDuel that I do. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to be on, in front of a camera and I'm a little bit, I'm, I won't lie. I'm a little bit nervous <laughs> about that look and being in front of a camera and having the confidence to to, to do that so we'll uh, see how it goes i mean i might have to actually venture out and get my haircut somewhere because yeah of that. yeah i mean i feel okay about going places with a mask on you know I, yeah I, well you're not I living would... in north carolina right now Benny. no right yeah the, the virus is very very bad there I, I did see pictures of schools opening in georgia and that made me you know almost have a panic attack I, i'm hoping that uh schools in maryland don't do the same i mean we're going to be closed in montgomery county for uh, until January, yeah, for yeah. schools and 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 you know it's a it's a nightmare for 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 parents. It's it's just I we're lucky we're very lucky because both me and Melissa can do our work from home, right? Uh, I just can't imagine not being in that position. What what do you do? You you know what you have to send your kid to a daycare. You know during a pandemic, it's it's a nightmare that I feel like policymakers are not understanding yeah and look this is the thing and and look we're not we're not getting political here per se it's one of those things i I feel like a lot of people probably feel the same way that we do where you know for us personally it's like if we're both working from home Mm -hmm. it 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 feels i would feel an immense amount of guilt if i sent avery to daycare right now so it's it's just it's one of those situations where you know i'm just gonna have to bite the bullet and have a really really intense and stressful uh football season but when I say that, it's like, okay, that's an incredibly privileged way of, of feeling because there's it could be so much worse and there's so much awfulness going around and, yeah. and what people have to do and the, the kinds of measures that they have to take. So, you know, look, I, I, I think that the best way to kind of close that topic down mm-hmm. is to say that we continue to want this podcast to be an escape for you guys. We understand what you're feeling, what you're going through, because we're going through similar feelings. Um, and, and we really want to have an awesome and fun football season, despite the fact that it's not going to be a very normal football season. That's right. And, and if you uh, don't want to escape, you can always tune into the Living the Stream podcast on the Patreon page where I will rub your face in the misery of the world every yes. uh, twice a week. You know, and, that, and that's that's my my pleasure. So you can, yes. you can listen to that, too. So we, we don't have much of an agenda today because we're, ne- next week we're going to really kick things off and, yeah. and talk about streamers and whatnot. We just wanted to get our our uh, voices out there in a very Taylor Swift-esque way uh, where we're just dropping this podcast on you guys. That's right. Uh, you know, because we're, we're, we're essentially the Taylor Swift of, of the fantasy football world, right? Many, yeah, I mean, people have been calling us that for years. I think it's time for us to embrace it. Exactly, exactly. So when you get that Spotify notification that a new single just dropped, uh, just, just remember that we are, we are comparing ourselves there. Uh, but on the show, we have some, some questions that since we didn't want to, we wanted to surprise you guys with this. We didn't ask Twitter for questions, but we did ask our Patreon patrons for some questions. So we have some that we're going to answer, but first, uh, I do want to talk about the listener league. So we have a listener league that we've done year in and year out. We're really delayed with this right now. So what we're going to do is. We want you guys, if you want to be part of the Listener League this year, hopefully we don't get any duplicates. You know, we don't want anyone who was in the Listener Leagues uh, previously. Um, I want you to send us to, to at LiveTheStreamFF 
Uh, and if you can't do that, you can email me this JJ at numberfire.com. That's fine. Um, but, but at us on Twitter with your favorite memory of living the stream and use the hashtag at LTS listener league 2020. And I want to add the more creative, the more detailed, Mm -hmm. the more hilarious, whether it be, you know, the, the medium that you use to, to share this memory, whether it's text, whether it's video, I'm sure video will go a long way because it typically does. Uh, any way that you can sort of portray this memory, uh, do so and use the hashtag LTS listener league 2020. And we'll pick a handful of you guys to be in the listener league this year. Usually pretty fun. Um, neither of us won it this year, but don't forget two years ago, two years ago, I won Denny. Yeah, which was messed up, I thought, um, just in my opinion. I think I went into the the playoffs as the number one seed that year. Is that right? And I, I and then I and remember then, I, I ended up using Nick Foles in the championship. They did. And and oh, yes, yes, you did. And uh, which is extremely on brand. I have to give you credit for that. Uh, I, I will say the memories can be as obscure or as common, you know, commonplace, like as far as the, the what we talk about. Um, over the years, what we reminisce about on Twitter, it can be anything. Uh, if it can be sentimental, it can be funny, it can mock us. Uh, so there's really no limit on yeah. what, what you can remember, obviously. <laughs> I yeah, know, I, I would all, yeah, I would, I would also say if it's a story that we've told and you reenact it in video, oh, I, it's, man. it's an, it's an almost an, an auto get in, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I'm, so somebody's going to drink, uh, 11, uh, white Russians and then vomit, uh, vomit on the uh, camera. A lot of them are vomit stories. Cause I'm also thinking of the, the rollerblade story yeah. and me vomiting yeah. all over the street. Oh man. Uh, somebody's going to do that. Someone's going to do something wild. Yeah. So, so again, the hashtag is at, or sorry, the, the at is at live the stream FF. The hashtag is hashtag LTS listener league 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also we do have live the stream FF.com now, by the way, guys, Mm-hmm. Um, you can check that out. We're going to be posting our stuff on there. Uh, that's essentially where the, the podcast will be in browser if you listen to it there. But then again, next week we will talk some streaming options and some, uh, some players that you can, you can target in your fantasy drafts if you're planning on streaming. All right, Denny, you yeah. want to get to some of these questions again? This isn't going to be a, yeah. a typical hour long show, but we do have a handful of them that will hopefully put a smile on some people's faces. You ready sure. for this? Yeah. This these questions are from the patrons. Uh, if you'd like to ask a question for next week, join the Patreon. This first this first question, would it be possible if the NFL season is canceled to see a full season run completely via Madden simulation? And if so, to what degree could beat writers slash fantasy writers be relevant and keep their jobs? I mean, this is this is something we've talked I've talked about on the podcast um, because I know that FanDuel is dabbling with those simulations, right? And then and then DraftKings has has those available in in the lobby. Yeah. So, well, we we did uh, the the Madden Multiverse uh, on our YouTube channel where Jim Sonis, my colleague, and I mm-hmm. uh, we would stream Madden games and we would we would create scenarios that was you know like the multiverse. Like we had, what if Andrew Luck unretired? What if mm-hmm. Michael Vick played against Lamar Jackson? Uh, so we did all these different things, and, and people created lineups based on that, and uh, they're they free to enter, but they created lineups based on that, and they would accumulate fantasy points based on what was happening in the Madden game. It sounds super nerdy, but I've played it, and it's fun. 
I like. Yeah, it's it's not bad. I mean, it, it's it's not it's not real football. No, no, it's not it's, the real yeah, thing, right. but it's not like horrible. But to this question, I don't think it would support jobs. I don't either. I I, I can't. No, I can't see it. Uh, I mean, beat writers. It, it, you know, the simulation thing will not affect beat writers at all. Like, if if there's no team to cover. A lot of those right. jobs are going to be uh, in je- in major jeopardy, and and there and people are very open about that on on Twitter. You know, um, we'll get to a question later that, that has a little bit to do with that. But uh, you know, fantasy wise, I mean, I you know, I'm not, I can't speak for the whole industry, but I think there's a chance that there could be a, a little subsection of fantasy uh, Twitter that uh, catches on and 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 really gets into it. I mean, it might it might be me. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I would assume a lot of people, if there's no football season, they're going to become big fans of like golf and and other sports because people are just waiting for football, and then if it doesn't yeah. happen, they're gonna they're gonna need some sort of outlet. And, and, and basketball goes until October, right? Yeah, look, and to me, basketball and hockey, baseball, I, I haven't really enjoyed the product as much without fans for some reason. It just feels a lot different. I think it's because the pace of play with baseball, like, but, oh yeah, because there are like shots. You know, whenever you're watching baseball on TV. Like there are shots of the fans and they're talking and whatever and like it's somewhat interesting, but with hockey it's so fast paced that you don't even really notice fan. Right. I mean, you notice the crowd noise and stuff whenever you're watching it, but you don't notice the individual fans that much. And then uh, with basketball, it's kind of in the middle between the two. But I, I haven't really. I mean, I've enjoyed watching hockey. I mean, I do all the time, but I've really enjoyed it still. You know, without fans. Yeah, I saw you on Twitter saying that it it works without fans. Hockey does. Yeah, oddly. I mean, but but then I think it makes sense, you know, logically. Uh, I am, I don't know if you, you caught this on Twitter, but I am now an NBA DFS thought leader. Oh, uh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, many are, are saying it, so, you know, who am I? Who, who's your, who's your favorite player, Denny? Oh, man. Um, my Just favorite, all of them. <laughs> my favorite, yeah, I like all the guys who, the, who can dribble and then who can shoot. No, no, no. Uh, I really enjoy watching Giannis. Yeah, Giannis is, is awesome. I mean, he's just unstoppable. I mean, I, I, and I don't mean that. Uh, I don't. I'm not exaggerating. Like he is actually not. No one can stop him. To, yeah. Like whatever he wants to do, he can just go ahead and and, and do that. Yeah, um, he's, he's uh, a beast. I, I don't really understand how, uh, like, a, there could be like a more perfect basketball player. And and I said this to my brother-in-law the other day, who's a big nba fan and he said okay can you just calm down (laughs) can you can you he said you always say you always go one step too far (laughs) you know you you go on we're having a good conversation i'm agreeing with what you're saying and then you say you imply that Giannis is the greatest basketball player to ever play right and and he says and then and then i tune out i can't listen you know i can't listen to somebody say that yeah no i i agree i mean i've been doing a podcast with you for like seven (laughs) years i understand but um okay but but the analytics kings in in the nba are as you probably know the rockets yeah maury yeah the yeah and i'm i'm intrigued i'm intrigued by the fact that they they bait opponents into two-point shots basically and they don't care about defense and that's amazing i love it it's great yeah it's very very thoughtful um all right the next question what are your kids favorite jokes my two-year-old doesn't understand them but laughs very hard at knock knock jokes i mean i'm in, I'm kind of in the same boat where she's not gonna really yeah. understand jokes so denny's the one who's gonna have the, the yeah. answer to this one just real quickly uh, uh xavier my seven-year-old uh really prides himself on coming up with jokes um wow, that's, wow. yeah 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 i mean he grinds he grinds for in the in the joke factory 
And wow. sometimes he'll say, Dad, I, I thought of a joke. And he'll say it. He doesn't write them down, but he'll say the joke. And I'll, and if it's if it's not good, I'll tell him. I'll say, I think that one needs a little work, Xavier. And he'll go, oh, man, really? Come on. And I said, no, no, no. Listen, uh, comedians, professional comedians uh, work on their jokes for sometimes days or weeks before they yeah. come up with the real thing, with the thing that actually hits, you know, and, and, and people find hilarious. And he was shocked by that. He, days or weeks? Um, but he, yeah, he comes up with that. I'm trying to think of, of, of one he has come up with recently, but some of them are shockingly thoughtful and pretty, pretty funny. He has a, a, a book of knock, knock jokes and he reads it himself. Wow. And yeah. So he's super into it. And I, and I think it's the cutest thing ever. I mean, I that would, is, yeah. I, I would much rather listen to him talk about knock, knock jokes than Minecraft because Minecraft is the bane of my existence right now. You, you know, you know, speaking of Minecraft, Denny, I, we did get a question from Scott Simpson and, and Jeff Weidner, uh, and they, they want an oh, update yeah. or w- Widener maybe, uh, they, they want an update on JJ's animal crossing. Uh, and then, and then Denny in the, in the notes, he puts in parentheses, something about a dream code. So, <laughs> So if you guys missed it, we did do a podcast on our Patreon page a couple months ago where I explained Animal Crossing to Denny uh, and you you guys missed it. So I can't I can't rehash that and bring that back in totality. Well, you can go listen to it. Yeah, exactly. You can go listen to it and understand uh, Denny's and listen to Denny's reaction to what Animal Crossing is. Um, But Denny, a dream code is a new update uh, in the game where People, you, you can go dream, you can lay on your bed and dream, okay? And when you dream, you can go visit other people's islands. Get and, out. But it's it, instead, because you can typically visit other people's islands, but this is more of a, you can basically, like, you don't need the other person to be active and around and, and invite you over. You can just go to their island and kind of explore it and see what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And so th- you can get, in order for them to do that, you can get a dream code. And so I have a dream code. I don't have it on me because I don't keep that. I, I didn't tattoo it on my arm yet. Yeah. But yeah. I will I will share I'll share my dream code. My island's sweet. My island is awesome. So you can in your virtual world, you can go to sleep and have a virtual dream. That's right. That's right. It's extreme. it's a wild game. I mean, between that, between that and the fanless NBA and NHL and and MLB uh, and everything else about COVID, it really does feel uh, dystopian. I mean, it, yeah, like, it, yes. the, the dystopian, the sense of dystopia is super strong right now. I mean, we're like three years away from just sitting in pods for the rest of our life. It, of being the people from WALL-E. Yeah, like, yeah right? it's like the movie Avatar. I don't know about Avatar. You have never seen Avatar? No, no, I, I, I did. I refused. I was so mad about everybody loving it that I did see it well no so so i went and saw are you like me where you see movies and you you could easily just forget everything about the movie yeah for sure like i i I barely i mean avatar did not leave a mark on me i I just remember it being a really interesting experience because it was like the 3d you know Mm -hmm. and and theater thing but yeah i mean like most movies i i i forget about them in a week i have been hearing about a, a sequel to that movie for 10 years now (laughs) what are they waiting for exactly because i i mean i mean i know that like some people lost their minds over that movie and then and then like thought that they were living in the world that that, that's in the movie yeah and and, you know like actually like had like a like a breakdown 
And I, I just feel like maybe just don't make a sequel of that movie if it's going to make people have breakdowns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right. We have another question. Who has the better fantasy season this year? An actual fantasy question. Todd Gurley or Melvin mm-hmm. Gordon? Do you have a, do you have a feel? I My feel is that I'm, freak, I'm completely freaked out by Todd Gurley at his, <laughs> at his ADP. Okay. So, I mean, I know that Melvin Gordon's not getting like a massive workload in Denver, but I would lean his way. I'm going, I'm going girly. Um, okay. Because of the workload situation. Uh, I, I worry about what, what Philip Lindsay would be doing to, to Melvin. Philip Lindsay's good. Like he's a good running back. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I worry what Philip Lindsay's going to do to Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley. Uh, you know, a lot will be made about the health of Todd Gurley. Um, but I will say that the offensive line in LA last year was abysmal. And I think that's a bigger deal to his situation last year than, uh, than people are giving it credit for. So I'm not really that worried about the injury per se. Um, I don't think the offense is as good as people probably think in terms of what it can do for a running back, but I do think it's, it's more favorable than what we'll see in Denver. Um, and he doesn't have as much competition. So I'm going to go with Gurley. And and I get, yeah, I mean, now that you're saying it, it makes sense, but uh, Gurley will out target Gordon by a ton this year. I would think so. I would think so. Yeah. Uh, next question is from Bethany L. Peters, our friend Bethany. I have a commissioner who is so pessimistic about the NFL season occurring or completing, I'm afraid he will cancel our league altogether out of principle. <laughs> what COVID-adjusting measures can I propose to sway him to at least begin the season? E.g. extra bench or IR spots? How many? How should money be divided end of season if it's if it's if that is early, etc.? So... I'm a commissioner in a bunch of leagues and I've just kind of been putting it off to, to deal with this, but I can't anymore. Um, but I think that the go-to is to add more IR spots right now. Um, and then when it comes to money, I, I, I'm sort of of the belief where if the season doesn't complete and you know, you, you don't get a real, you know, 13 week season, three week playoff, a real fan, just, just, people get their money back like, yeah. or, or, or have some contingency plan where it's like half the money. And then, you know, there's a payout structure for teams who have the most points or something like that. I, I just, I, I don't think that it's necessary to, you know, force this uh, if, if the season's all wacky and, and, mm-hmm. you know, you don't, we don't get a full 17 weeks. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it sounds like this commissioner wants to cancel the fantasy league to own the libs. Yeah, like. that's um, certainly what it sounds. Which, like. of course, of course, the first rule of owning the libs is that you must first own yourself. So that, <laughs> that it checks out. It checks out here. Sure. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I think extra bench and IR spots makes a lot of sense. I don't really know how many, but uh, JJ, I'm sure you saw this, and this will affect fantasy tremendously this year. Uh, teams can now call up players to from the practice squad 90 minutes before game time. Yeah. And crazy. that's a huge change because we're used to that being 4 p.m. the day before the game. So, you know, you're right. talking about Thursday night football. We wait for four o'clock on Wednesday to yeah. hear to hear about this. Now it's 90 minutes before a game. So um, I'm not sure where I was going with that. But, but well, I think... it's going to it's going to it's going to impact and, and help the savvy fantasy manager, the, the people who know who the backups yeah. are and yes. what that player can do. When you, that, that's one of the keys. Look, I, I don't play NBA DFS really, but that's one of the the main ways that good NBA DFS players, at least historically, have been able to gain an edge. Is that when someone's rolled out a minute before the game's tip, 
uh, they're able to immediately in their brain understand how minutes change and then they change their lineup as a result of that and they get an edge. And so if you understand depth charts and the running running back position in particular, most likely, if you can understand those depth charts and you know who's good and who isn't and what that means and the kind of role they would play, you're at an advantage. Uh, this will be a horrific experience for the casual fantasy player. Yeah, it, it will be. It will be uh, like if you if you're not plugged in, it's um, you know you might want to skip this year. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be rough. But no one listening to this is is not plugged in. So. No, no, you all are complete degenerates like us. Yeah. Uh, next question is from Byron. It says, "How many of the why is the media rooting for there not to be football a football season? Bad faith questions do you guys get on Twitter every day? I don't get. I, I'm sure I, I don't get any." No one, no one hits me up about that kind of stuff. I, I get, you know what I get? I get pushback about if, if I'm skeptical. And honestly, I try not to be constantly, you know, beating the timeline uh, up with like, uh, you know, takes about there not being a season. Honestly, I want there to be, obviously, it, mean, it means a lot to me. And I, I don't know why I'm saying obviously so much, but I'll, I'm going to try to stop that. Um, it is amazing, though, to see people chime in especially the the check marks on twitter jj's people uh will chime in and 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 say and tell other check marks why do you love the virus um you know because you because they acknowledge that hey this is going to be really difficult or they say you know obj's comments were you know perfectly reasonable and needed at this time uh, and they'll say, well, why, why do, you, why don't you want football? And then these beat writers, you know, the, who we were talking about earlier, the beat writers will have to come back and say, look, man, my job depends on there being a season, and I, but it all, it's also my job to report to my readers what's happening with the league and how it's handling this unprecedented situation. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I've never understood the human psychology with why people think that if they say things, they will will it into existence. You, you, it's best, honestly, uh, if you want there to be be a season, it the the worst case scenarios must be acknowledged and discussed, or they will not be able to be handled in, in any way. Right. You can't just ignore everything and just yeah. say, no, it's, it's happening. It's going to happen. I mean, that's exactly what happened in, in March and April across the country yes. with people. And and I mean, people were in my mentions about it, like because I sent a random tweet where it was it was pessimistic about the coronavirus once. And people were in my mentions saying that I was soft, of course, and I was yeah. a sheep and, yeah. and such. But but look, guys, no one no one is rooting for this. Well, I remember I went back and forth with a guy and he was like, OK, well, let's let's check back in May and see who is right. And it's like, that's not the point. The point is not who is right and who is wrong, because the thing is, if if closing everything down and all of that meant that that you were right. I want that to happen, dude. Yeah, like yeah. I want that to happen. I want the NFL season to happen. If someone is saying that, Oh, I'm more, I, I will say this now to, to the credit of the other side, Denny. Okay. I, I don't think it helps anyone when the responses to tweets, every single Adam Schefter tweet, if you look at the first response, it's there's not going to be a football mm-hmm. season and that's it, right? There's, there's nothing mm-hmm. more to it. Mm-hmm. It's just that. And I understand the the idea of just reading that over and over again and it like ruining a human's brain uh, who's yeah. a big football fan, right? And like they need this. So like yeah. I get it from that standpoint, but when it's coming from thoughtful people who are are, you know, who whose life depends on these sports to be played and uh you know, who needs them to be done in order to have a job, 
you know, I, I, I think it's very clear that no one is out there saying this stuff mm-hmm. to to root on the death of fellow Americans. Right. Like no one what if every sane human being alive right now would say, I wish I could flip a switch and this would be over tomorrow. Exactly. I mean, it's the same, you know, I like I have to deal with my dad pretending that like we like to be locked down, like to be quarantined, Right. you know, like it's like because we're, you know, part of a plot. I'm like, no, that's not. I don't, we don't like this at all. I, you, do you know how much I want to go on vacation? You know? Yeah. So it's the same sort of thing. Like you have to be like, no, I want there to be a season. I want you to be correct. But I would argue that by, you know, putting your head in the sand and pretending nothing is really happening and that it'll all be okay. I argue that that is not being pro virus, but that is putting the, you know, the season in jeopardy more than acknowledging yeah. the central issues here. Well, yeah, there's, there's, it's detrimental to, to, to people. I mean, the, the people who are not taking it seriously and I, look, I, I, I'm not, I, I think that there's arguments to be made about, you know, how you open schools and how you do this and how you do that. And the same goes for football. There's arguments to be made about how you approach this. And I think that you should approach it in an optimistic way in terms of we can solve this and we can figure this out. But it doesn't mean that you can't think in the worst way because you have to account for that. That's the only way that you properly do this. Because if you don't do that, the instant that something happens, the instant there's an outbreak, then then you're screwed because you you haven't accounted for all of that. So anyone who's out there saying that we're rooting for this because you know there you're, you're looking at a wide range of of outcomes and how everything could go down, it's it's the most idiotic thing that you could possibly say to someone whose life depends on this sport to be played. Well, it's like Byron said, it's a it's a question asked in complete bad faith. Yeah. You know, why, why are you rooting? That could because that's that's bad faith because no one believes that anyone wants that right right it's it's just it's it's ignorant it's it's really really annoying and look i'm someone who denny and i have talked about this all off season with the the pandemic is is whether or not the season's going to happen i think he would agree that i've been more optimistic than he has throughout it a little bit yeah 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 and, and and but like it's not like me being more optimistic means i don't understand where denny's coming from mm-hmm. right like I don't understand where the the cancel the season is coming from. Like you have to you have to just think critically and think logically because the only way that you can get out of something like this is to look at all range of outcomes. Right. And JJ has never once said, "Why do you love the virus so much? If you love the virus so much, <laughs> you should marry it." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next question is from Jared. It says, "Denny, this is specifically for Denny. Ever see the movie The Wedding Ringer where the guy has to hire a best man and a groomsman?" In that vein, curious to know if you get clients at Draft Day Consultants who are paying for draft help just so they can join a league to fit in or impress someone even though they have little interest or experience in fantasy football. Uh, so, Jared, I have not seen The Wedding Ringer. I did read about it after seeing your question on the Patreon page. Is it a, is it a Kevin Hart movie? Um, I forget. I, I didn't I'm, look I'm it up. You, you answer. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll you look, look it up. up. Uh, so... Um, Yes. The answer is yes. Uh, I, we have a lot of clients at draftdayconsultants.com. Check it out if you'd like to, uh, who, who come to us and say, I kind of watch football. I definitely don't know anything about fantasy football. Um, I desperately want to do well in my office league 
and to a have something to talk about with my coworkers. You know, back when people worked in offices, and uh, and also I want to impress people. Like like they have they flat out say it. Um, you know, unfortunately, most of those clients are are women who come and say and they say, like I want to beat the men in my league because they don't respect me. How how dumb is that? Yeah, because they because they, they for, like they'll say that it exists, not the women. Yeah, that, that no, 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 exists. No, no, I I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, and I mean I remember I I helped a a woman last year who said that um, there were three people who wanted her out of out of the league because there had never been a woman in the office league before. And oh, she's, cool. And she but she was she was new to fantasy. Uh, she she had never played. And so she said, I need I need help because I need to do well in this to earn their respect. And that's really unfortunate. That's extremely unfortunate. You know, that's not it doesn't make me happy. But, yeah, people people run into that all the time. You know what would happen? I I love that the the woman is saying, no, I got to beat these guys. Whereas if any man was told that they would just walk out and not even try to compete with the person because they have such that they can't handle that kind of thing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I think she finished. I want to say third. She made the playoffs and she lost her first game in the playoffs, which was really I was I was rooting for her, honestly, rooting for her harder than my own teams. You know, yeah. I, um, but yeah, they, we, we do. We do get a lot of that. And then sometimes it's just it's just guys being like, I I, I often hate my uh, co-workers and I want to destroy them in the fantasy league. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I did look up the wedding ringer and it is with Kevin Hart. I've oh. actually, I, it's, I, I, it's hilarious that I just mentioned that I forget about movies. I've seen the movie. I don't remember it at all. <laughs> like, it's just a horrific movie. If I recall, I just read the plot uh, summary, two sentences. Yeah. Just, just a horrible, horrible movie. Um, all right. Next question. Do you think it's appropriate to say Denny is now funded by big fantasy? And why did that just make a tingle? <laughs> make me tingle. Oh uh, yeah, make uh, me tingle. Uh, yeah, that's that's from Reg Kim. Uh, yeah, I, I guess it is. I I don't know how many of you know, but I work for Roto World now, um, and it's uh, it's going well. And yeah, I guess I do work for Big Fantasy since Roto World is owned by NBC. Uh, thankfully, uh, no one has seen my my Twitter account, but we'll we'll see if that changes. Yeah, guys, Denny Denny's big time in though. Uh, <laughs> yes, says the. Says the 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 head of of content at FanDuel and the guy with ninety thousand Twitter followers. Yes, we're gonna go to the last question. Road trip on a highway. Okay, what is the correct way to drive? Number one, randomly accelerate and decelerate your speed without using cruise control. Number two, set the cruise control to about eight to ten miles over the speed limit and relax. Or number three, set the cruise control higher than ten miles over the speed limit. I I will say number one sounds like the worst thing. Yeah. So here's the thing. I won't lie to you guys. I, I think I do number one on road trips because it like keeps me active. Mm, mm-hmm. Like okay. I, cause I'm the one who drives. I, I don't mind driving like doing long trips and you know, we're going up to Pittsburgh and stuff. So we're, we're in the car for seven ish hours or so at that, you know, with that trip mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll do the whole trip. Um, but I actually don't mind that feeling of, of accelerating and having to de- you know, decelerate, de- de- decelerate. Is that, I've never actually de- verbally said that. Word. Yeah. I think that it's decelerate. Yeah. 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 It just feels, feels weird off yeah. the tongue. Um, but yeah, so like I, I, I will use cruise control every once in a while, but, um, I'm also, I, I've, I think I've mentioned this on the show before. I've never gotten pulled over that. I mean, I, that every time you tell me that it blows my mind. I've never gotten pulled over. And a lot of it is that it's not because I'm this like ultra conservative, low speed driver. It's that because 
I'm not, I'm, I'm very, I don't want to say intense when I'm driving, but I'm like very aware of what's going on right. around me. Right. So on the highway, I can see speed traps coming up and I'll, I, that's because I'm not in cruise control. It's easier to, to navigate that and, and slow down properly. You may not be a low speed driver, but you are a low T driver. That's very, uh, that's, uh, that, that's for sure. Uh, well, no, no, here's the thing about a speed trap though. I'm, I'm, I need to push back a little bit. If you see a speed trap, I feel like you've already, you're already too late. No, look, I, this is all, this is fake. This is fake, Denny. No, yeah. the, the way that, the, the way that people view, look, and this is coming from someone who has no affiliation to cops other than one of my friends is one of my good friends is a cop. Uh, but I don't see speed, it, the speed traps. You have to go through them in some way. Right. So I can see if a, if a police officer is trying to get your speed, right, he's going to be ahead of you and he's looking at, he's got his little gun out, right? You can at least, it has to be flat enough and you have to be able to like see, you're going to be able to see something unless he's like really, really hidden, which is maybe like one, two percent of the time. Yeah. Right. So you can speed, you can slow down, you can decelerate a little bit before you get there. And my wife is always very upset at me because I'm always like, you know, going like 10, 15 miles an hour over the speed limit. And then I like slam on my brakes like an, like an idiot. And I'm sure everyone on the road hates me, but that's what's prevented me from getting a ticket. I I I don't know. I feel like they even if they're not hidden, they can see you a thousand yards before you even know that they're there. And and they and they zap you then, being you know, and and then so when you slow down, it's it's too late. Maybe you're just not going fast enough. Denny, look, don't you dare, don't you dare <laughs> talk about my low T driving on air. <laughs> I've been pulled over 20 times at least. How many times have you been pulled over realistically? No, 20. No way. Yeah. There's no way you've been pulled over yeah. 20 times. Be- between 16 and 21, I was probably pulled over 15 times. How is that even po- what were what is wrong with you? I basically I just went as fast as I could at any given moment. Like however <laughs> however fast I was able to go, I would just go ahead and do that speed. Um, and Why? Uh, dude, I, I don't know. I don't know, but I was out of control, extremely dangerous, extremely aggressive. Um, what kind of car? Um, well, my first car was a, uh, a Lexus ES 250, which is basically a Camry and it was okay. a 1991, uh, um, Lexus, you know, like a souped up Camry. Yeah. Uh, and then my dad got me an infinity Q 45, back when he owned a car lot and that thing had a v8 that was a huge mistake a huge mistake i you could you could do like 95 miles an hour and not even know what you're doing you not even know it went in that car just crazy crazy speeds yeah so i'm a i'm a but i've obviously i'm in my old age i've calmed down i haven't had a ticket in probably 15 years um so yeah but yeah I've, i've been pulled over a lot that's insane so i had a uh i grew up with a 2001 mercury cougar really that that's a kind hot, of that was a hot car but it was kind of a kind of a low t car really? it was like a because it, it was like a i think i'm high t but it's it's kind of it's kind of not it was sporty though was I mean, it, it wasn't was it red it was red yeah it's the only ones i ever saw were, were red yeah well they, they brought back the that that car 
uh, after I think not making it for a while, they brought it back in the early two thousands, and I remember that was like a hot shit car at the time. No, sorry, sorry. I want to, I want to. So my brother got it, and then he, you know, it was a hand me down. But I, 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 uh, I, one day when I'm filthy rich, I want to buy that car again. I, I wait, wait. Who has it? Oh, oh, you mean like just, just find okay. it? <laughs> just, just find that car. And but. But yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I never got pulled over and yeah. I'm I'm knocking on wood right now. But I think my mom is really good with it, too. Like, I think she's only been pulled over like once in her life. Uh, yeah, that's that's something I'm 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 extremely jealous. Uh, but back to the question uh, from Baitinator, um, uh, I think it depends on where you are. So if I'm in a place where, you know, there seems like a good chance that they're going to nab people um, going downhill or something, I will keep it at eight to 10 over with on cruise control. Um, but if I'm, if I'm in a place where for some reason I feel relatively confident that I can go over that, I will definitely go way over 10 miles an hour. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, yeah. And, and I do use cruise control like a low T beta. Do you, do you use it off the highway? Do people uh, do that? I don't know if people do that. It's been six months since I've driven, so I don't remember. But um, yeah, actually, I do. I do. I'm a, I'm a cruise control truther. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I wonder what that would say about people. Like, if you could find the people who are cruise control truthers and what that means, like with their behaviors outside of of the car. Yeah, I mean, but you know, like like uh, any any you know uh, b- big government lib, I um, I just want the I just want something to do the work for me. You know, I I just, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to put in any effort. Just do it for me, please. Thank you. Man, we are very opposite drivers. It's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, the listeners should let us know what that means. What does that mean? If you like cruise control, what does it mean if you, if you don't like cruise control? Yeah. Maybe, maybe this is your memory for your submission to get into the the listener league, the LTS listener league, hashtag LTS listener league 2020. Send that to at live the stream FF. Or email me, jj at numberfire.com, however you want to submit it, whether it's video, audio, text, uh, novel, I don't Mm -hmm. care. Mm -hmm. Uh, Denny, that's going to do it for today's show, though. It's going to be a little bit short. Next week, we're going to have a more traditional Living the Stream episode. But Denny, let everyone know where they can find you. Yeah, at Carter 13 I write for Roto World now. And uh, become a patron. The Patreon page is linked to our Twitter account. And I'm on Twitter at Late Round QB. You can listen to me on my other podcast, the Late Round Podcast, if you want some fantasy football information. I've been doing that podcast all off season, um, but I'm excited for this one to get get back and going. I think it's it's a good escape for us and our listeners. Hopefully, everyone enjoys it, and hopefully, you'll stick around and you will listen to us next week. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the team.